You're listening to teaching from the Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. Good morning. Everyone excited to be here? Yes, I'm excited to be here. I got to tell you, one of my best friends is a guy named Todd. And yes, I have friends. I know some of you are like, hey, you actually have friends? And I'm like, yes, I have friends. And, and, and my friend looks like John Daly without the cigarette. I mean, it, that's how kind of Todd looks. They kind of give you a, a picture of him. And, and Todd loves to laugh. He loves to tell stories. He, he, he loves to play golf and he loves to watch NASCAR racing and baseball and all things sports. He, he loves his family and he, and he loves Jesus. And, and he's a hard worker and everyone knows Todd. I mean, it's just he walks around town and, and everyone knows him and everyone speaks to him. And, and every time I go back to my hometown, I always arrange a time that we can meet up and, and we sit around and we tell stories and we laugh and and we tell more stories and we laugh more and more. And and he's just one of my favorite people to be around just because he brings so much joy to my life. Well, last year when I went to visit, I said, hey, Todd, how are you doing? And he said, well, a lot better than I was during the summer. And, and we text somewhat regularly, but but somehow I must have missed a major life event. And so I said, I said, Todd, what happened? And he said, well, you know, during the summer, I, I work extremely hard. I mean, 10, 12, 14 hour days, I, seven days a week. I mean, it's a constant grind. There's a lot of stress. We got to produce, produce, produce. I got a lot of people underneath me that have to produce. And he said, man, I was working, working, working. He said, this is how busy I was working. I didn't have time for golf, which was like a major thing for Todd not to have time for golf. He said, I barely had time for family. He said, man, I was grinding and grinding and grinding. And he said, then one day I showed up to work and I wasn't feeling well. And evidently when I got to work, I didn't look well either because everyone said, man, you need to go home. And he said, no, I, we got all this work to do. I got to work. I got to work. And, and so he kept on working. But eventually by around noon, uh, he was feeling so bad that his boss said, Todd, you got to go home. He said, I don't remember driving home. He said, I just remember going to the kitchen and, and getting a cup of water and, and taking a sip of water. He said, the next thing I know, my wife finds me on the floor. I don't have my shirt on and I'm just out. And she's like, hey, is he breathing? What's going on? And, and she's scared that he's having heart issues. He, she didn't know what's going on, so they finally wrestle him up. They take him to the doctor, and, and the doctor doesn't know exactly what's wrong. They're running all of these tests, send him home, and Todd sleeps for like 30-something hours, 30-plus hours. Todd likes to eat like me, and so for him not to eat during that 30-plus hours, something's wrong, and, and he knew that, and so I think he got up and got just a little bit of soup, and he goes back and he sleeps more. And he sleeps more and he sleeps more. And his wife said, man, we got to take you back. You are something is wrong with you. 
I mean, for you to be sleeping this amount, you got mono, you got something wrong. They got to do some more tests and try to figure out what's wrong. And, and, and so finally, he finds a doctor and says, you have exhaustion. You, you hit that wall where you just can't function anymore. And Todd was like, yeah, I agree. I mean, for me to sleep this amount, I mean, and it, it was like two weeks that he just wasn't able to do anything. And as Todd told me this story, it reminded me of something that Kerry Newhoff uh, said. He said, if you don't take the Sabbath, the Sabbath will take you. If you don't take the Sabbath, the Sabbath will take you. If you don't plan intentional times of rest and times to recharge, eventually it will catch up with you and you will hit a wall and you will be forced you will be forced to take the Sabbath. If you're new here, first of all, I want to say welcome to the family. I'm glad that you're here, and I hope that you'll feel the love of this church. Last week, we started a series called Healthy Habits. And in this series, we're encouraging you to develop habits that will make a difference in your life. And And I talked about how we are what we repeatedly do. We are what we repeatedly do, that habits matter. And then I quoted Craig Rochelle, who said, we need to be more concerned about the who before the do. We need to think about who we want to become and then develop habits and systems around that. And last week, as we talked about kingdom habits, I told you that God was really speaking to my life, challenging me to become a prayer warrior and that I want to develop habits around that. And I challenged you to pray big, bold prayers. And then we dug into looking at Daniel's life. And Daniel prayed three times a day and he didn't care what the risk was, even though they threw him into a lion's den. Uh, That didn't faze him. And because of his prayers, this pagan ruler ended up declaring that Daniel worships the living God. And he told everyone to fear this living God. And and we talked about the power of prayer. Now, today we're talking about healthy personal habits. And, And I feel a little bit like that parent that says, do as I say, not as I do. You ever been there before? Like, like, you know what you should do and you tell your kids you need to do this, but, but you're not really good at following your own advice. When it comes to the Sabbath, I struggle a little bit. And I'm just going to be transparent with you and I'm going to tell you, hey, I'm probably a little bit of a hypocrite on this as I'm telling you develop this habit and, and I struggle with it because I have not mastered it. But I think some of you in this room, you're with me. You, you struggle with finding rest. And, and, and maybe it's because you have a demanding job. You, you have all of these things that you're trying to accomplish. Like, hey, I want to be the best employee that I possibly can. And, and, and it's hard for you to unplug. I mean, you're, you're getting texts from, on your cell phone. You're getting email. You're getting phone calls. And, and you're working and you're working and you're working. And it's hard to take that day that you unplug. Even on vacation, I mean, you check your email. You're getting the text message. And and, and it's really difficult because once you get that, then your brain starts up. You might be in another state, but your brain's churning and it's it's not really resting. Some of you, it's hard to take the Sabbath because you have small kids. And and we know small kids are needy. They have lots of things that they want from you. and And it's hard for you to actually find rest because they always need something. Some of you have teenagers 
And if you have teenagers, they have all kinds of needs. Uh, Can I hear a double amen for that? I have three teenagers. (laughs) You've got band practice and football practice and basketball practice and and all kinds of school activities. And as school is starting up, you've got meet the teacher and you've got to buy school supplies and and for my kids, man, they've outgrown their school clothes and their shoes, and you got to go shopping for that. And did I tell you I hate shopping? And, and I mean, you've you got all of these things that you have to do. And then some of you, you're, you're taking care of someone. Maybe it's not a child, but maybe it's someone who's ill. Maybe it's a grandparent. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's an aunt or uncle or, or a cousin. And when you're taking care of someone, it's demanding. It takes a lot of time. Some of you, you, you have different social events that you're trying to go to. Family says, hey, we got this birthday party, or we got this party, you got this wedding, and, and man, you're running around, and it seems like you're just going from place to place to place. Some of you struggle with taking the Sabbath because you have a real long to-do list. I mean, you got the yard to mow or really maybe to water now with all the heat that we've been experiencing. You got clothes to wash. You got a car to change the oil or or to wash. You got all kinds of little projects. And your to-do list is like this. And you're like, man, I I can't take a day off. I I don't have time for that. And, And you feel almost guilty if you do take some time off to unplug. And, and, and so you struggle with that. Now, there's others of you who are like, you guys are crazy that struggle with Sabbath. Because I love the Sabbath. I, I, I can take the Sabbath off real easy. I just shut off everything, and man, I just chill out. And on my vacation, it's real easy. It was like, some of you are thinking right now, I'm thinking about taking the Sabbath right now. I'm thinking about taking the snooze because you're boring me a little bit. <laughs> Even though you may already have this habit, chances are you probably know someone that struggles with developing this habit. You might be married to someone that struggles with the Sabbath. You might have kids. You might know a co-worker, and, and they struggle in this area. And so stay awake for me just a little while because I think this still might be helpful for you. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. Genesis is the first book of the, in the Bible. If you don't have it, it's, it's up on screen. God has just created everything. He's created the world, he's created mankind, and he says it's good, it's good, it's good. And and so the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. And on the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. And so he what? He rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it what? Holy. Holy. Because it was the day when he rested from all the work of creation. So God stopped. God rested. So here's the question for you. Does God need to rest? Does God get tired? After creating the world, does he wear out? Is there times that God needs to take a long Sunday afternoon nap? Isaiah says this that we have a God that doesn't get tired or weary, that we have a God that doesn't get tired or weary. So God, Genesis 2-2, doesn't say that God has to have rest, but that he did rest. And when we look at this, it says he never grows weak or weary. But when we look at this, 
God didn't have to rest. He didn't have to stop. Actually, if we look at the word Shabbat, it means to stop doing something, to cease. And so he stopped creating. He stopped working. And he rested. And why did he do that? I think that he did that as an example for us. Because even though he doesn't have to rest, he doesn't have to take a siesta, he doesn't have to take a nap, he sets that example for us of stopping and unplugging. And and he says, hey, this is something that you need to do. It's important in your life. It's vitally important. And so as we continue to, to look at our text this morning, I just want to encourage you, in Exodus 31, it says this. It's it's a permanent sign of my covenant with the people of Israel. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth. But on the seventh day, he stopped working and was what? Refreshed. Don't you like that word refreshed? Refreshed, it means to, to breathe. Everyone take a deep breath. Breathe in. Ah. Figuratively, it means to be refreshed. God stopped and he breathed. God stopped and he breathed. Elsewhere in the Bible speaks of God breathing. It denotes a transference or infusion of his spirit. John 20, verse 22. In fact, the literal definition of the word translated spirit is a current of air such as a breath. We would say that when God stopped and breathed, he infused his spirit into this time into this day, making it holy. One of the most spiritual things that you can do is to take the Sabbath, to unplug, to renew your spiritual bucket, to renew your emotional bucket, to renew your mental bucket, to renew your physical bucket. One of the most spiritual things that you can do is to do that. I I have a little reminder on on my phone that says breathe. It, it just comes up and, and it says breathe. And, and it reminds me in the course of the day that sometimes we just need to take a deep breath. That when you're grinding and everything's going crazy and maybe you're anxious and you're thinking, man, how, how am I going to get this done and that done and all of these other things? I, I look at that and it says, okay, take a deep breath. Guess what? God is still on his throne. God's still working. He's still my refuge and my strength. And and, and that's what the Sabbath does. It it reminds us to breathe, to to take an opportunity to unplug. Something that I I find pretty amazing is that the Sabbath was so important, it was found in the Ten Commandments. I mean, we have all these important rules. Do not murder, do not covet, do not steal. But right in the middle, we, we see this. It says, remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. Dedicated to the Lord your God. It's it's a day that we rest, but we also focus on Christ. And, And so he's encouraging, he's encouraging us, hey, stop, stop. And then he gives a warning, if you don't Take the Sabbath. There's going to be consequences. Leviticus 26, verses 33 to 35. He says this. I will scatter you among the nations and bring out my sword against you. Ouch, for not resting, God? Come on. Seems pretty harsh. Your land will become desolate and your cities will lie in ruins. 
And then at last the land will enjoy its neglected Sabbath. Years as it lies desolate while you are in exile in the land of your enemies. If you're not taking the Sabbath, guess what? The land is not resting. The servants aren't resting. The animals aren't resting. Your family's not resting. Chances are God's people weren't worshiping either. And so they, were, they did all these things and they weren't resting. The land will finally rest and enjoy the Sabbath it missed. As long as the land lies in ruins, it will enjoy the rest you never allowed it to take every seventh year while you lived in it. Let me give you a little bit more context here. Every seven years, God's people were to let the land rest. They were to not plow it. And they were depending on God that He would provide. And then we had the year of Jubilee, the every 50th year, and this was an opportunity that debts were forgiven. This was a whole sabbatical year. This was a lot of forgiveness was taking place during, this, during the course of this year. And, and so, but God's people, even though they had been warned to do this, they weren't. And so we see this played out in 2 Chronicles 36. And God's people are were supposed to, to let the land rest for seven years. They were supposed to observe the Sabbath. They were supposed to, uh, to celebrate the, the 50th year, the year of Jubilee. But did they do this? No, they didn't. And you know what happened? God ended up punishing them. They got captured by the Babylonians. They kept on working, and they kept on working, and the Babylonians ended up capturing them. They ended up burning the temple. They ended up destroying Jerusalem. And then we come to this verse that's a very sad verse, a very convicting verse. It says, so the message of the Lord spoken through Jeremiah was fulfilled. The land finally enjoyed its Sabbath rest, lying desolate until the 70 years were fulfilled, just as the prophet had said. Ouch. They ended up taking the Sabbath involuntarily. Have you ever had to take a Sabbath involuntarily? Have you ever hit that wall where you just couldn't do anything physically or mentally or emotionally? Maybe some of you this morning, you're like my friend Todd. You're, you're running on fumes. You're tired. You're worn out. Your relationships are hurting. Maybe spiritually you're, you're dry. And it's because you're not resting. You're not taking that opportunity to, to rest. As, as I was thinking about this, I had read some things by Kerry Newhoff. And, and, and he, he talked about one of the reasons why sometimes we don't rest is we feel like we know more than God. Like God puts little speed limits in our life and says, hey, you can only do so much. But in reality, we think, uh, you know what? Those speed limits are for other people. They're, they're not really for us. God, we really know what's best. And God put a speed limit in my life, but that speed limit is for others, not me. It doesn't pertain to me. I, I'll make my own speed limits. And, and basically, we say, God, I know better. And we know that's not true. Sometimes we don't take the Sabbath because we find our significance in our work. We're praised in our society for being workaholics. Do more, produce more. Hey, you're awesome if you do this. But God says, find my significance in me. 
See, some of us that struggle with the Sabbath, it comes down to trust. Do we trust God enough to take care of the things that we need to while we're not there? Uh, one of my mentors said this convicting statement to me. He said, just in general, and, and to me, but I like to say it's for you, not for me, because it gets a little too personal when, he said, when I say it's just for me. He said, do you really think that if you're not there, that God can't accomplish things? He said, sometimes we get in our minds that we're like the Messiah. Like, if we're not there, that our jobs or this or that can't be done. Do you truly trust that God will keep on working? And then he said, hey, guess what? If you're not at Castle Hills tomorrow, if something happens to you, they're going to find someone else. And so get over yourself and rest. Now, let me say this to you nicely. Get over yourself and rest. Take Sabbath. We need times to rest. Now, with the Sabbath, don't, don't be like some of the Pharisees in the New Testament that became legalistic and they said, hey, you can't do these things. Jesus, you can't heal on the Sabbath or your disciples can't eat grain. And it's not about a certain day. And some people say, hey, it has to be on this day. And it has to be at these times. Hey, the principle is here. Unplug, recharge. And so I want to give you some action steps today. Some of you, you just need to sleep. You, you just need to sleep. You need to sleep in. You just need to take a day and you just let your body recover. Some of you need to go to bed early and, and just relax. Some of you, you need to take a day off. You need to schedule it and say, hey, I'm taking a day off. We're not doing anything. It's just my Sabbath day. Ronnie said Sabbath day. So we're putting it in a schedule, family. Teens, kids, everyone, it's my Sabbath day. We're not going to do anything. Some of you, you need to take a vacation. You, you need to, to take that, and you, and you haven't taken one for a long time. Some of you, you need to get a babysitter. And, and, and I'm serious about this, is that, hey, you got kids, and it's, it's hard to relax. Go find a babysitter. If you can't find a babysitter, let one of us know, and we'll, we'll try to find you a babysitter, and the cost will depend on how your kid acts that day. And so, uh, and so it, it, that, that's, that's the key there. Some of you, you need to find something that makes you relax. Uh, I had talked to Todd not too long ago, and he said, hey, I asked him how he was doing. I said, hey, are you a lot better, or where are you at? And he said, man, I'm a lot better. I'm playing golf again. I'm, I, I'm doing things that is taking the stress off. For some of you, you need to find out what that is. Maybe it's playing basketball. Maybe it's crafts. Maybe it's photography. Maybe it's playing music. But you need to find that thing that makes you relax. Maybe it's reading a book. I don't know what that is for you. Maybe it's fishing. Maybe it's going to the gym. Whatever else that is, I just want to encourage you, find that thing that makes you relax. Now, some of you, you're at that point that you've hit the wall and you don't know what to do. You're depressed. You're burned out. And I want to encourage you to get help. Come talk to one of the ministers or one of the elders. But also, you can go to a therapist. As my shirt says, it's okay to be a Christian and have a therapist. It's okay for us to get help with the needs that we have. And so I want to encourage you, take the Sabbath. If you don't take the Sabbath, the Sabbath will take you.